The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. You're listening to Pure Rock Radio. Feed your addiction. Hey, this is Ben from NCK and you're listening to Radioactive Metal. Welcome to Radioactive Metal. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Corrine, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome to a special heat-seeking episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 645, and I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron, and dear listeners, this episode is brought to you by the fine folks at True Cult Coffee, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T-Coffee.com. The hottest, the blackest, the most metal coffee you're ever going to find. Head out to TrueCultCoffee.com today, subscribe, because not only will you not run out of coffee, but you'll get not one, but two great bands every month, sometimes three. So you're going to get music with your coffee, and for metalheads, between coffee and music, that's essentially a sedative right Mm -hmm. so i mean you're gonna be calm you're gonna be able to deal with the normalcy around you and it's a win-win for everybody right you know it'll be a great thing so true call coffee t-r-v-e-k-v-l-t coffee.com check it out and if you're looking for something more maybe maybe you have that friend who thinks they like coffee right and they think they like black coffee they they can handle handle their coffee straight so not only do you get them true cult coffee and see if they can really handle it but you go out to etsy you find embodiment printing press and you look for the black coffee shirt that mr coffee bean oculta of true cult coffee is producing with the black flag bars on it and you get that for that friend We'll, we'll see if they can handle it then. I don't think so. Anyway, what's going on, Snowman? Well, I have to back up exactly everything you were saying about the importance of True Cobalt Coffee, particularly here at Snowy Manor, because as you're going to find out, 
in my metal fix this week, I took a couple trips to uh, the record shop. Yeah. Probably spent oh a little more than I probably should have, which that's that happens. That was me last week. Oh. I get it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. So it's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. The misses, you know. What the hell? Holy shit. How much how much was this? How much was this? So I've noticed over the years the easiest way to sedate her. Coffee. Okay, it coffee. Right. Yeah. So you know, you're married. You oh, know. Well, no, 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 <laughs> nobody in this house drinks coffee. We're a tea household. Ah, but, but I okay. have learned from from our tenure together that a Timmy's run is in order to um keep Mrs. White um docile we'll say <laughs> definitely definitely yeah yeah so a couple, couple times this week uh on the way back on the way home from the record shop had to break out the true cobalt coffee and what you what you, what you doing there love she would say oh i'm making you some coffee dear <laughs> that's the way to do it <laughs> that's right that's right so yes yes true cobalt coffee kept me out of the doghouse this week so yes true cobalt coffee.com t-r-v-e-k-v-l-t coffee.com great See, stuff great stuff the other great thing about it is if you notice like the snow is already going away in texas that's from the true cult coffee drinkers down there they just put a couple beans around the house and it's just so hot it just melted everything <laughs> that's right like, like that's what took uh -huh. care of, took care of it out there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Of course, we got we got lots of listeners in Texas. We got good friends of the show in Texas, and I'm I believe that's where all your exes live, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, oh. I don't know what's worse. <laughs> you made that joke, or that I get it. Ah, uh, I, I I think it's equally awful. Really, yeah. But I'm yeah, always yeah. gonna make that joke because I'm that guy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but what we're going to do, we're going to make it up to everyone for our rather piss poor sense of humor here. And we're going to drop a track this week's Mandatory Metal, sponsored by True Cobalt Coffee. Before we get into it, though, I want everyone to go to GoFundMe.com. Okay, because the band we are going, we are picking for this week's uh segment um the guitarist for cave bastard mr ian tippin was recently he was injured in a house fire oh no okay yeah yeah and a gofundme has been taken out where um from season of mist or um there's a there's 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 a gofundme to to donate to help him with all his medical expenses and if you go to the Season of Mist uh, shop, there is an exclusive T-shirt. Okay, a, a Bastards of the Universe T-shirt. Okay, that is kind of a parody of the whole He-Man. I Masters was hoping that's what it was. The minute you said Bastards of the Universe, I'm like, please tell me it's a He-Man shirt. It is. It is, and it looks fan fucking tastic. I so. love stuff like that, man. <laughs> I, I just get no end of joy with that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we would have no end of joy if everyone went to GoFundMe.com. Do what you can. Help out Mr. Tippin in this tough time. So for our mandatory metal section, we're going to get into a Cave Bastard a song from their last record, 
The bleak shall devour the earth. This is a massacre reaction. Very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. Okay, hey, dude, what you, uh, what you got? Dude, not a lot, man. So I was surfing the Instagram, and I saw something about like new Fear Factory music, but I don't see anything new on the places they saw it. So maybe I read the post wrong. But when I was out on their website trying to see if there was new music coming. Fear Factory is 30 years old. <laughs> when did that yeah. happen? 
Hey, <laughs> you'd be amazed what's what's 30 years old, what's 40 years old. Well, yeah, but the, 40 is days. like, okay, that was in the 80s. Like, that's okay. I can handle that, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, well. you know, like, it, it, it was hard enough when, like, Master Puppets turned, what, 35, I think, recently? And that was hard. But, mm-hmm. but Fear Factory, that was like 90s. Like, the 90s are 30 years away already? When the hell did that happen? <laughs> Hey man, it's 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 happening. Yeah, I hear I hear '90s music on the classic rock station, which which bugs the piss out of me. Okay, but still, like, yeah, like yeah. Nirvana is classic rock now, man. Oh God, well, you know what? You know what episode we need to do? We need to do a Nirvana episode so I can get it off my chest. <laughs> like, I I feel it has to be our discussion. Did Kurt Cobain kill music in the '90s? <clears throat> Uh, okay, yeah. Like well, that, I'm, be our sure, topic. I'm sure I have an opinion or five. I know, I think I'd be fine. You know? <laughs> and we should probably get Ducky in because he, he would be of the age where he might be, and, and I mean, you can confirm or deny this because you know better than I do, but he'd be in the, in the right age for being like like Kurt Cobain being his hero. Yeah, yeah, he's late 20s now. Yeah. Yeah. So sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd oh, be a good one. Why not? We need we need lots of crossover between this show and our brother program, Wrestling Night in Canada, here on we the do. Shining Wizards Network as well. It's good time. And I'm I'm looking into some ideas. So hey, so I, that, I'm all for crossovers. Point. I think it'd be great. <laughs> and then the only other thing that really happened this week is. I, I know we talk about this podcast on the show a lot. Rock started bringing it up. But the Dean Del Rey podcast, Let There Be Talk. Right. And it's funny because, like, I'd asked, you know, Rock, I'm like, oh, did you check out this? I was like, nah, I only listen to when he has musicians on. And I kind of started doing that at first, you know, because I'm like, oh, I don't know who these comedians are. Who's this watchmaker? What's this bootmaker guy? Dude, mm-hmm. I listen to every episode now, and I am, like, on the edge of my seat. I now understand... Well, one, I don't know if I ever told you the story where a friend of mine is talking to me about some guy she went to high school with buying his second Rolex and, you know, she's making a big deal. I'm like, what's the big deal? What's a Rolex? It's a fucking watch. Who knows? You know, I had no idea that they were that expensive and I didn't understand the why behind it. I still think Rolex is hype. Like the more that I'm learning about watches, the more I think Rolex is hype. But, (laughs) but that's a whole, whole, whole different story. But like, I, all sorts of stuff I would have never thought I would have given a crap about. Dean interviews these people, and I think it's amazing. Like, a guy that makes eyeglass frames. And he makes them in small batch, like you know, two or 300 frames. But he has them made over in Japan, where they're still using the original machines from the 60s. You know, that they've kept in good shape. It's just, it blows my mind. Like, all the, the craftsmanship that goes into this stuff. But anyway... I digress because I started supporting Dean on Patreon because I love what he does. And, you know, he's he's a working comedian. And right now with COVID, he's out of work. And he was selling T-shirts. Well, he has these awesome shirts that it's like him is a skeleton, but it's the old Pal Peralta logo. Do you remember that with the wings? Mm, oh, you're, awesome. you're, you're hurting me. Come on. Come on, Snowy. Okay, to to see it, I'm sure. Yeah. I'll send I'll send you a picture. You're no. you're you're killing me. Like like you have to know this, man. You have to know this. Let's see if we can do this real time. But so I bought that <laughs> shirt 
and I, I just, I absolutely love it, man. Actually, it's on my Instagram. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Damn it. Oh, there we go. I'm like, right. how the hell do I send something here? There we go. All right, it's on its way. But it's it's the skeleton and the wings. And, and I mean, this is one of my favorite Pal Peralta logos. Like, I think I had this sticker on my base case probably at some point. I, in fact, I think this Pal Peralta sticker, Billy Sheehan had on one of his bases. Like, I think that's where uh-huh. I remember seeing it. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so I got one of those shirts. And, man, Dean's just so cool. Like, just the, the people he talks to, the shows he does, it's fantastic stuff. But, yeah, so so that's that's all I have going on this uh, this week. But, you know, for, from the intro here, it sounds like I need to kick back, sit down, pour a few <laughs> drinks. Because, yeah. you know, your metal fix uh, is going to be a few hours. I think so. I think so. I remember, yeah, like our for, former co-host, and hostess and all you just always me like oh shit here we go get comfortable and all that but i think i think it might be justified this time because like i said i took a couple trips to the record store first of all trip number one i discovered to me what was a new record shop here in winnipeg but apparently it goes back to like 1982 Wow, how did you not and know I, about it? I, how did I not know about this? Well, it's on the other side of town. and Still, I, I, you're the mayor. I, I know, I know. Like, I don't know how I didn't know Argy's collectibles, because not only is there kick-ass new and used vinyl, but there's awesome T-shirts and posters and collectibles, like action figures and all that. It's just, it's a really cool indie shop that, I had only heard of just this week when someone came across on my Facebook saying that they had, Argy had, a new copy of the Rock and Roll High School soundtrack on vinyl. I saw that on the Instagram this week. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I made my way. I hiked it to the other end of town. Just to pick up this record. And obviously, I'm, I don't know why I haven't had the soundtrack before. But obviously, I love this movie. You know, Rock and Roll High School. The Ramones. PJ Souls. Yeah. Riff Randall was my girlfriend in high school. Like, come on. You know, it's like, it's, 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 it's an absolute classic. And the music is amazing. I got, when I, won, when I opened it up, I pulled the record out. And we, in this house, in Snowy Manor, we love cool vinyl. Like, um, with uh, the hev- heavily decorated vinyl, multicolored, marble, blood splattered. Like, yep. we've got so many great records. Picture discs, we've always been big, big on those. This one was something new. It was fire-colored. Lots of yellows, lots of red, and it looks like, you know, in the middle of a big fire. It looked absolutely fantastic. And the music, of course, is really cool. Okay, <laughs> one, of, one of the songs, <clears throat> okay, was the original Smoking in the Boys Room by Brownsville Station. Yes. 
Okay, now I had, like, of course, probably the majority of our listeners would know of the Motley Crue cover and all that. Oh, yeah. But obviously, it it's a, an original, that, that was a cover song. The original goes back to, like, 1973 or whatever. And I remember hearing, having that song as a kid on one of those KTEL records, Sound <laughs> Explosion, Hit Express, or oh, whatever dude. bullshit, yeah. you know, like... You know, we bought those all the time because it was, it was, they were compilation albums, you know? So we bought those all the time. And it just, it just, it just took, it, it took me back, you know, to that moment in time. And then when Motley Crue c- covered Smoking in the Boys Room and then me being the bad guy by saying, um, you know, that's a cover, eh? And of course, no one, this is pre internet. So no one really believes you. You know, when you say that, and it's like, no, it's not. You don't know what you're talking about. It's Molly Crowe. Okay. All right. Whatever. You know, and then, of course, it it gets out and Snowy's right, you know. Just. Dude. <laughs> but that's nothing so, to do. You know what's funny about the pre internet thing? Like, you, you ever have somebody asking about something, say, hey, do you know about this? Oh, no, man. I, I, I'm a millennial. I'm not old enough to know what that is. And. I, like, I had somebody pull that on me at work today. I said, yeah, I'm sorry. That doesn't work because you have access to the internet. You can know anything you want at any moment. No, you don't get to use that excuse. Mm-hmm. Like, I could use that excuse. You could use that excuse because, you know, the only way we had to look stuff up was if our parents had an encyclopedia set. You know? That's right. You remember That's that? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the Encyclopedia yeah. Britannica, you know? Had to look at books? Yeah. Yeah, but like you, you could not get the information you can get to. I mean, like I can look things up all the time. There's music I have at my fingertips that I never thought I'd ever find because mm. at one point you couldn't get it. And now it's all digital, you know? So, yeah, man, I, I, I like, dude, you preach it. I'm with you. <laughs> right on. Of course, I couldn't just buy one record while oh, I was no. there. You know, so I grabbed a vinyl copy of Van Halen's "Women and Children First Rock on. Okay, which I already had on CD and all that. But hey, good, good secondhand, good condition vinyl. Okay, great. I get it about halfway home, and then it starts gnawing at me. Yeah. Do I have this on vinyl already? Oh, I'm really stuck. Oh no! Oh no! No! Like you know, because I'm kind of at the point now with vinyl once again. Okay, because I've just bought so much just over the last three years or so yeah. that it's it's just I'm at the point. Do I have this on vinyl or not? Okay, I know I've got the cassette or the CD or whatever. Uh oh. Well, I got home, went straight to my vinyl, went to the V's, Van Halen. No, no. Oh, thank God. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> Dodge your bullet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just, but like I said, just kind of at the point now. My second trip to the record shop at this time at Into the Music, who, okay. you know, I talk about on all the, all, oh, all of, the all time. time. Yeah. You know, our listener and good buddy Jace. Hey, man. How's it going? I made my way down there earlier today. Okay. I've got four new albums here in my hot little fist that I haven't even been able to give a listen to because I basically went from Into the Music and then went straight to work. 
Okay, with yeah. my new booty here. Okay, Jace was selling a vinyl copy of the classic Terrorize album, World Downfall. Okay, which I had on cassette. Oh yeah, and I may have, which I may actually have on CD somewhere. I'm really not too sure. Like I've been this way with CDs for a long time. Like when I'm looking in the secondhand section, you know, of the CDs, it's like, oh no. I don't know if I have this or not, so I can't necessarily buy it or I shouldn't or whatever. So I gave Jace a couple bucks for World Downfall to get it on vinyl. Cool red vinyl, I, sh I should add. So, yeah, yeah, that was really cool. While I was, I was, you know, can't just buy one record. You know, I'm in the record shop and all that. It's Friday. It's I'm gonna go for a little vinyl therapy again, shall we say? So I went to kind of like their new arrival rack. Okay. And how familiar are you with the Lone Ranger? So I can hum the William Tell Overture for you. <laughs> okay. Um I remember watching as a kid. I'm pretty sure I had a couple of the toys. And right. um, I, I remember the most famous joke that, you know, what does Kimosabi mean? And it means heap big jerk. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm not sure how much else I need to know. We've, we've pretty much, you know, eliminated uh, the end of my knowledge there. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, I was, a, I, I, I still love the Lone Ranger. Okay. And remember back, well, no, you, you wouldn't remember, but it used to be a radio show. Okay. Whoa, that's right. Uh huh. Uh huh. Right. It used to be a radio serial back in the forties or whatever. Well, I found, and I got it right here in my hot little fist now as we speak. The Adventures of the Lone Ranger, the original radio stories. Okay, where, like I said, I haven't given it a spin yet, but it's some episodes of the of the radio series pressed onto a vinyl. Going back to 1957, the original pressing, right here. I said, like, "Oh my god, I can't believe it, dude!" So, oh yeah, That's pretty awesome. yeah. Like the kid and the nerd in me oh, just yeah. marked out. Like when I when I saw that, it's like, "Oh my god, I dude, have to grab that." Dude, that's a find, man. It it definitely is. It yeah. definitely is. Yeah, you can't you can't be that. Um, I grabbed a vinyl copy of Girls Schools Take a Bite as well, you know, great, great band. Obviously, we're talking about the legendary Girls School as well, which they're going to be coming up again a little later on in my metal fix as I wrap it up. Oh, maybe about an hour from now or so, they'll be brought back up. Great stuff. That was, this is my, like, later on. Girl school into the ninth into the eighties, shall we say? I can't remember exactly what year that was, but I can't wait to slap that on. And today, Friday, the twenty-sixth, as we speak, the new Alice Cooper record, Detroit Stories, came out this morning. Oh yeah. I remember seeing yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming you what's into it. I the first couple singles, yeah, I've been given I've been given them I've been giving them a couple spins all week and all that. And I knew it was coming out today and I kind of 
was kind of up in the air. How do I want? Like, it, it's a given I'm buying this record. Okay. Like, come oh, on. Yeah. It's Alice Cooper. Okay. But there's the CD version. There's, and uh, you would have to special order the CD DVD version, which I've seen a couple clips of this DVD. It's a, it's a, it's a recent live concert, you know, and he is just in his seventies. He's still killing it live and his band is just fucking amazing oh yeah <laughs> and, I, you know so that's been the sorry? secret of his success man and he's he's always had the best band of every era that he's mm-hmm. in you know oh for sure for sure for sure so i'm like i really want that dvd or whatever you know like what, what do i get but then i saw it they're sitting in the new release rack the double record, the the two album gatefold vinyl of Alice Cooper's Detroit Stories. Had to pick that up. Had That's to awesome. pick that up. And I can't wait. And oh yeah, and the more the more I think about it, the more appropriate it is for vinyl because the the hype behind this record is okay, it's called Detroit Stories. It's got the same sound style vibe ever whatever you want to say he tried to create that whole early 70s vibe that the band had and sound and all and all that so it's like okay yeah it's it's gonna cost about twice as much as the cd but you know what it's gonna be worth it it's gonna be worth it it. like this is probably the best way to hear this record when we were done recording like we were our recording schedules was kind of was kind of messed up last week when we were done okay the youtube video series ken's death metal crypt okay was doing a live interview live stream of the canadian or the canadian the (laughs) the the legendary death thrasher cyanide Okay, here's the band. They go back, you know, to sort of death metal's golden years and all that. They're still around. They're 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 still killing it. Okay, I sat down as soon as we were done recording this to check out this live stream interview. They were doing the the fan taking the questions on the side, you know, in the group chat and all that and doing the show yesterday you know or yesterday last week i sat down we had the lemmys going in my motorhead mug and all that and they just kept flowing shall we say (laughs) while i'm watching this 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 live stream and it went on for a good two hours okay taking a lot of questions from people in the group chat um metal artist mark Mark Riddick was in the chat as well. And it was just a really good time. And, you know, the, the band was drinking and smoking while they while they were answering all these questions. And it was just, it was absolutely amazing. And it just kind of hit me. I can now say that I pissed it up in some way, shape, or form. Maybe cy- cyberly, if that's a word. It is you know. now. I got hammered with cyanide last last weekend. <laughs> That's fantastic, so, dude. Yeah. Oh, it was it was a great time because you're you're interactive. You're as you're you're chatting with 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 other viewers and all that. And they wanted questions 
you know, from 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 the viewers, and I threw out Lee Aaron or Lita Ford. Oh, Lita okay, Ford. Okay, which which <laughs> which one? And and the first thing they said was, "Well, how do you mean, like their music, or to which the one that we think is hotter and all that?" Because we definitely dig Lee Aaron's music more than Lita Ford. Like, come on, it's the metal queen and all that. And they were, they totally started marking out over Lee Aaron. That's awesome. That. Yeah. Like that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. 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 I'm, I, I will forever have a crush on Lita Ford. Uh, I don't blame you. Yep. I, I, I don't blame you. you forever. Know? You know, and yeah. that extends to everything. Like I've got a crush on her as <laughs> just as an extremely beautiful woman, as a fantastic guitarist, as you know one of the progenitors of, of punk rock we'll say mm-hmm. you know the runaways are a rather important band and her contribution to that band is often overlooked really it is it is yeah because joan jett gets all the gets all all the accolades yeah. and, and shares, i mean and joan jett's a badass like, like oh like, totally you know, totally and that, that's all they they are two it's almost like Lita and Joan are almost like Gene and Paul, you know, oh, definitely. <laughs> like, like just completely opposite spectrum, but just giants in their own right. Definitely. Definitely. And I, I saw the, the runaways Queens of noise, which I already have on vinyl and all that dating back to when I was a kid. And for a secondhand copy, 30 bucks. I was like, Oh, well, well it's a good thing. I already have this. Yeah. It's, yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. Um, as I mentioned, as when I was talking about the Girl School record, that kind of reminded me. I discovered a new podcast myself called Metal Priestesses. Okay, it's a really cool interview podcast. Like, it's only about a year old, but their last episode was about nine weeks ago. So I really don't know what's going on with it. But it's about four women, a couple of them were involved, and are older, kind of like our, our age, and a couple were involved in the underground music scene back then. Another one is the main person behind the hearsherores.com website, which is basically like a, it's a punk and metal website geared towards feminism, and all that. so okay. it's like okay oh it's it's a fantastic site yeah yeah i actually want to get elizabeth from this podcast and this website on the show and have a really cool chat i bet she's got a lot to say well i'm listening to this yeah you know, i'm now binging shall shall we say the first couple episodes and the, the very first episode was an interview with Susie quattro Okay, so they've already got my attention with that, okay? The second episode was a chat with uh, Kim McAlfey from Girl School. A couple episodes, you know, I'm now I'm now no longer going in order because about episode four or five. They had an interview with Wes Beach, okay? He of the Plasmatics. Gotcha. Wendy O. Yeah, with 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 Wendy Williams and just earlier today you know as I'm running around going to the record shops going to work and all that I was listening to one of their more more later episodes talking to uh, Kathy Valentine from the Go-Go's rock on 
these are absolutely amazing chats. And not only did, did I, I found out, okay, that pre-Go-Go's, okay, and I don't know how I didn't know this. I feel like such a knob. Okay, but Kathy Valentine was a member of girls' school before they got signed. She was like 17. Wow. I can't I believe you didn't know that either. I, I mean, know, I, I didn't, didn't but I'm not that. shocked. <laughs> I didn't know that. I immediately texted my wife and it's like, holy shit, I didn't know this. Like, I can't believe this. It's like, yeah, I love being a music fan. <laughs> so for anyone keeping score between um, COVID happening last year and now Snowy not knowing a fact about, you know, girl school and the go-go's, <laughs> if you weren't sure about the apocalypse coming, like it's here, like it's happening. You know, that was your official invitation. <laughs> there we are. There we are. There we are. What was also really cool, though, is their conversation with West Beach. And what kind of got me thinking was, okay, obviously with a band like the Plasmatics, like Wendy O. Williams being as charismatic as she is, and what a character she was as well. She's going to garner all the attention. Oh, yeah. Okay. Every musician has a story. Okay, like, yeah, you you get a band like that, okay? But there, there are other people in the band, and they've probably all got something to say, and it was really, that, that, that really came out in this conversation with Mr. Beach, and it's like, that's the type of interview that I want to start doing yeah we'll never get killjoy on the show because unfortunately he of necrophagia he has left us okay yeah. but there were three other members of necrophagia you know i don't think king diamond is ever going to make it on this show just for health reasons and whatever he's he's doing and all that but hey you know <laughs> hank sherman you know there, there's a guy to have on the show like come on you know, so yeah, every, every musician has a story, and I think that's probably something that we should look into as well. Okay, before I get on with um, some cool records that came across my desk, da -da -da -da! the first issue of my new Decibel subscription finally arrived. I was literally <laughs> going to ask if it finally made it. Like, like yes. that was on my list of things to ask you this week. <laughs> it did. It did. Unfortunately, it looks like between from the last issue that I had and when they finally, I guess when they got the pres prescription, I'm calling it that from now on. The prescription? It's not a, sub it's not a subscription because decibel, decibel, okay, that's my fix. So I have now a prescription to decibel, <laughs> shall we say? We're going to okay, refer because... to the uh, magazine stand as your dealer. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. Now, when my prescription, you know, kicked in, I had missed what was going to be what should have been the first, the first issue, which is now you know a couple months ago, with Nervosa on the cover. Well, I missed that. I'm going to have to special order that but this one has uh metal blades tribulation on the cover just to give our our listeners some idea of exactly just how far behind because as we said last episode as well the new one 
okay, with the new cover story from our new buddy, uh, Sean Frazier, you know, he from Wise, Wise Blood, his covers, his cover story is the one out that's out now, which was about, you know, a year without shows and all that, which I'm really getting eager to, uh, get my uh hot little fists on that and uh really dive into that article i bet you i bet you it's gonna be a page turner man oh yeah i i just might cry too i might all right so (laughs) i'm gonna admit that i am tired and i might be you know zoning in and out already but i flipped to the instagram because i wanted to see your disciple magazine so i thought i remembered seeing it and i found the rock and roll high school album with you know stay Mm -hmm. puff but what's the WKRP book in there? Oh, yes, yes. Mrs. Snowy, uh, through Amazon, ordered me a, uh, a and I forgot, to, I forgot to mention that, um, just a book about the old WKRP sitcom. I haven't gotten into it yet, but it just, it just looks like an episode-by-episode <laughs> rundown and, you know, behind the scenes and all that. I'm just a big WKRP fan. And when I saw too, this, man. you know, when I, when I, when I saw this on Amazon, you know, I said, Oh, well this looks, this looks pretty cool. And Mrs. Snowy was like, okay, here, I'll order it. Are you sure? Yes. Here, I'll get it. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to argue with you. And, but it kind of left my head. Okay. And when it arrived the other day, you know, I was I was at work, Mrs. Snowy, because of the pandemic. She works at home. Okay, I get home from work. She asked me, "How was your day?" Well, you know, it was all right. You know, okay. Well, I'm about to make it a lot better. Okay, you know where my head goes. All right, all right, right. <laughs> Honestly, I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, she picked up a record album, and I'm like, oh no, wait a second. <laughs> Well, oh, dude, to, I'm tired. She goes, <laughs> she goes to her desk in our living room now and pulls out this Amazon package, and I don't know what it is. It's like it's kind of too thick to be a magazine or whatever. I didn't order any albums or anything. I don't. I, it just totally left my head that she ordered this. I open it up and it's like, holy shit, that's right. Oh, yes, yes, thank you, thank you. So, yeah, I can't wait to get into that yeah yeah so baby if you've ever wondered you know the story of wkrp and of course if you don't know what we're talking about okay (laughs) it was a sitcom late 70s early 80s and the whole reason there is a radioactive metal is because of one of the djs on this fictitious radio station named dr johnny fever i was gonna say dr johnny fever you betcha. That's Booger. Booger. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh. Sorry, youngins. Go on YouTube. Look up Dr. Johnny Fever Booger. You'll know exactly what we're talking about. Let's get on with some tunage here. Some cool records across my desk. Finland's Coronary. Their new record, Sinbad, is available now from Cruz de la Sur Records. I had never heard of this band until this moment, but I really like when you think Finland, you're you're thinking death metal, you're thinking black metal, you're thinking all of that stuff. But Finland also gave us like stuff like Hanoi Rocks. 
as well. I I don't know why I always thought Hanumi Rocks was from Japan. Oh, well, well, maybe Michael Monroe kind of looks a little I don't in know, some. I, I don't know. In, in some... Or or am I getting them confused with loudness? Uh, yeah. I don't know how you could get Hanoi Rocks and Loudness mixed up. I but... don't know, dude. Uh, like, again... It, the 80s was a long time ago. It was the 80s. <laughs> All we had were magazines and, you know, <laughs> like, well, you didn't have instant information back then. And, I mean, looking stuff up, like, I've already gone down the road with the encyclopedia. But then for archival stuff, it was microfiche. You remember those oh, days? Oh, God. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, microfiche. So, um, whatever, millennials, whatever. <laughs> oh, I don't know it, that. I'm too young. Cr- Bullcrap. Look it up. Yeah. In in the 80s, I had rock magazines and vodka. Now, these days, well, hmm. It's I Jack have Daniels rock, rock magazines. And Jack Daniel. <laughs> yeah, You're such more, an adult. The more- <laughs> the more the more things change the more things oh, change yeah, yeah. i love it well finland's coronary is more of a traditional hard rock metal band and i was given that a spin and it's like yeah this is really cool so we're gonna drop a track from them as well you may recall last year i made the mistake of this one band well i didn't write them off Okay, but when the band Skeleton came across my desk, it's like, okay, I got 800 re- other records. Okay, Skeleton. Okay, I'll get to it. I remember this conversation. Yeah, yeah. I remember well, having this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I ended up kind of kicking myself because I kicked ass. Skeleton are amazing band. They have a new record going to be coming out later on this year, but right now they kind of dropped an EP courtesy of 20 bucks spin available right now called ordainment of divinity which they are calling a surprise demo ep quote unquote they had me at that it's like okay all right this this is good stuff and besides skeleton kick big ass as well so we're going to get to those bands right now this is the new coronary the the new sinbad record this is a fire wings
the title track from the re-released divide and conquer from the aforementioned legendary cyanide last year hell's headbangers to commemorate the 20th anniversary of that amazing record kind of re-released it like they like they're they're so good for that you you know like when there's there when there's this when there's a special event like hell's headbangers like they'll jump all over it they'll they'll give it a shiny new paint a coat a metallic paint coat and get it out there for a whole new generation and they do such a great job with it like when i was part of the warren music record shop like we would whatever we would get from from hell's headbangers and all that like man it was like christmas every new release day all of the really cool stuff from them for sure and of course as well that was the aforementioned skeleton from said ordainment of divinity simply called track number two of their surprise demo ep love it love it fantastic stuff what was kind of fantastic as well is a two nights creature feature another band that okay i have to admit i wasn't you know I'm sure at some point, being a Metal Blade recording artist, like at some point, I would have um, seen, been exposed to them in some way, shape, or form. But just before the, you know, before the opportunity to speak to speak to the band presented itself, I was kind of a little foggy as to exactly who German Death Metalers End Seeker are okay but did my due diligence did my homework checked them out checked out the new single and it's like these guys are really cool i'm really digging you know the whole um okay they're german death metal band but they've got the cool influence from uh from the swedish you know early 90s death metal sound and all that. A lot of really cool stuff going on. And like I said, I was kind of blown away by the first single. So, got on the horn with guitarist Ben Leipelt. Had a really cool chat discussing everything. Which, dude, 
you, Mr. M- Mr. Musician, yeah. you would be proud of me. Okay, yeah, why is that? In this interview, okay, and I I'm the one that brought it up, not the other not not the musician or anything, but your cool uncle Snowy brought up the HM2 pedal. I'm so proud. So <laughs> proud and can't wait to listen to this interview just to hear this. Just for that. Well, before you hear this awesome chat to get us there, we're going to hear the first single from said new end seeker record, Mount Carcass, which dude, that that moniker, Mount Carcass, ah, oh, is that not the coolest record title of the year oh, so far? Yeah. That's pretty darn good. Oh. Yeah, right it is. Not only is the first single, the song, awesome, but go on to YouTube, check out the uh, the promotional video for it as well. And we go into it in the interview. Really cool stuff. So we're going to get into that first single, Unholy Right. This is our chat with, with N-Seeker guitarist Ben Leipelt. Wallowing in your bowels and guts 
first and foremost, I guess what you're probably going to want to talk about right off the hop is your new record going to be dropping called Mount Carcass. Available right. from Metal Blade Records. I imagine you're uh, pretty excited. Absolutely, of course. I mean, this is not our first record, but um, I guess the excitement never fades away because uh, like a new record is like a I don't know. It's like the cliche of the new child or whatever, you know, but you work so long on it. And uh, of course, we were super excited to bring it out to the people and see their reactions and get the feedback. Yeah. Right, right. And of course, the immediate thing that always springs to mind is, you know, with everything going on in the world, the whole recording process with, with it was what were the kind of. Would this. The corona can give you any sort of challenges, like with with re- sure. writing and recording. Sure, I mean, like um, during some phases of uh, the songwriting um, process, we were not able to meet each other in the rehearsal room and and work on the songs together. So we had to completely work at home on on demos and stuff, and and sending us the files forth and back. Um, but there were certain um, times where we were allowed um, to rehearse, uh, especially during the summer of 2020. And um, also in, in other, uh, at other times, we asked the authorities if we are allowed to rehearse. And most of the time they said, yes, it's okay. And um, for the album recordings in the studio, um, yeah, we were just following the rules. So we made sure that they're not... And not too many people in the studio or in one room and stuff. And uh, yeah, we luckily we managed to pull this off and get through the recordings inside the time schedule that we had. And uh, yeah, so everything was for us uh, pretty cool so far. It could have been much worse. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Yes, yes. It must be just, it must be just so taxing on a band, you know, because you can't tour and you got the new record and you just, you're probably just itching to get it out there and play it in front of people right now. Sure, of course. I mean, it it started, it started like a year ago when when all of our shows for 2020 got canceled. I'm, I think there was over 30 shows that got canceled, and um. Then when we realized, okay, this this pandemic is a pretty serious thing. It's not going to be over within like two months or whatever. Uh, and we're not going to play any show in 2020. Um, that's when we started to um, switch over to the songwriting. And actually, that was a big, um, that was a good thing. Because we were totally able to focus on the songwriting and without the distraction of touring and having shows in between. Um, so we were totally caught up in this creative process. And um, that really helped us to get through this time without concerts and shows and stuff, because we were actually um, we were having the feeling to make progress anyway. Um, but yeah, it was frustrating to not play, on the other hand, because The Harvest, our previous record, wasn't out that long before i think we yeah we released it in october of 2019 and mm-hmm. we played like 12 shows with it or whatever and that was it so we originally it was planned 
to tour throughout 2020 with the harvest and then start songwriting for the new record um so yeah we felt a little bit like we betrayed on the harvest uh and and let it down somehow because it's just uh, yeah i don't know it just fades away you know and got lost in in the pandemic um and then we were focusing on other stuff and um yeah, now, now we have the new record coming out and we know that we're not going to play um, many shows in uh, this year. So uh, we have this record release streaming show that we have on April the 18th. And there are like a handful of other shows uh, we our booking agency is talking about a handful of other shows maybe happening this year some open air stuff with no seated shows whatever i don't know uh, it's nothing confirmed yet but hopefully at least some of these are going to take place and and then we're just but we properly plan to be back touring in 22. right on right on and hopefully i'm i'm here in the middle of canada so hopefully someday you guys are able to get over here and cross the country that would be fantastic it would be absolutely what also is fantastic is the name of your new record mount carcass i took one look at that and said wow that's fantastic who uh, who, who thought of that uh, actually um you know we, we took it from the from the song mount carcass um we had all the songs and all the lyrics done before we decided what the record is going to be called and um, then we thought, like, hey, man, Mount Carcass is such a, it, it's a strong image. Uh, it's a cool title. Um, let's take this for the album title. That's it, you know. Because, um, and also, like, the the cover artwork, it really reflects a lot of the stuff um, that are in the lyrics on the record. Like, from, from different songs, you can... When, when you read all the lyrics and you know all the songs and then you look at the artwork, you find bits and pieces of most of the songs in there, um, which which I totally enjoy. You know, it's like, I mean, it's it's, it's not pretty comparable, but, you know, when, when I remember being a kid and I saw the artwork for Iron Maiden Somewhere in Time for the first time, and I was looking at it for hours and hours because there were so many little details that you could find. Mm -hmm. It's not... It's not that much on our artwork, you know. Ours is way simpler, but there are stuff. There, there is stuff that you can discover, and that's that's a pretty cool thing, I think. For sure, for sure. That's kind of a lost art that um, the younger generation, with their downloads and digital and all that, don't understand. You know. Yeah, and like, you wouldn't even see it on, on the CD cover. I think. I think it's it's really coming to life on the vinyl cover. Right on. Right on. Um. You choose. Speaking of a different kind of cover, um, I believe you guys chose to uh, cover the theme song to Escape from uh, New York, John John Carpenter's. What was the idea yep. behind that? Um, I'm a huge fan of the movie. Uh, <laughs> okay, that's, I, yeah. <laughs> I just love that movie, and I love it since I saw it for the first time as a kid. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's that's probably like I don't know. It's it's over thirty years ago, and um like as well the movie itself i think it's so strong and so sinister and and uh with with a lot of uh, yeah this dystopia thing going on i think it's it's really well made 
And the soundtrack is so eerie and so haunting and it got stuck in my head for weeks and I couldn't get rid of it. And when when then some, some at some point I picked up uh, the guitar and started learning to play the guitar and one of the first things that I played on it was actually that that main melody thing. I tried to figure out how, how this is uh, being played and I play it ever since, you know, so it, it really, I have a long history with that piece of music and I always dreamt of like, oh man, let's, let's do something with it. Let's, let's make an, an own version of it or a metal version or whatever. And now it somehow felt like it was the right time to, to try this and uh, also in the context of our new record and, um, and also, it's the 40th anniversary of the movie this year. So, oh. what what better date could <laughs> be, yeah. you know, to cover this song? And I and I don't know. For me personally, uh, the cover version really turned out very well. It, I totally enjoy how how we how we did it, and um, I hope the people like it as well. And I would I would really I would love to have John Carpenter listen to it and give us some feedback. You know, that would be. That would be absolutely insane. Mm-hmm, no doubt. I don't think no that doubt. he's going. I don't think he's going to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Who yeah, knows? I don't know how much he's into the German <laughs> underground death metal scene. You know, <laughs> probably uh, no. not too deep. <laughs> and it's a unique cover too. As good as Bathory and Black Sabbath and on those, as good as those bands are, obviously. They've been covered a million times. Like, let's do something yeah. unique and fresh, and like that's a great idea. Yeah, we wanted to do something a little bit out of the box. You know, mm-hmm. we wanted to step a little bit out of the comfort zone of covering another metal song, which is fun too. Of course, we did it on the previous records, but um, this time we just thought, hey man, let's let's do something completely different. These these are weird times, and um, probably the right time for a weird cover song. Excellent. Good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gave the first single and video Unholy Rights a spin, and I gotta say, wait, excellent song, but I really dug the video as well. (laughs) Being a horror film fanatic myself, I really dug the cheerleaders. (laughs) <laughs> of course it did. <laughs> you know, it was a great idea. I loved it. I loved it. Do you recall offhand um, who the actresses were? I think maybe I'd like to give them a little bit of a bit of a shout out here. Do you recall their names like, and who yeah, they sure, were? Sure. Yeah, they're friends of us. Oh, that's, okay. uh, yeah, that's Nani and Mel. That's what they're called. Okay. Yeah, so uh, they they have like artist names. It's it's Nani Nani from Hamburg and uh, Mel from Hell. That's that's the names. Yeah, and, right and they did an excellent job. I mean, they they showed up early in the morning at the set, and they were already completely dressed and in makeup. So I think they, they I think it took them two hours at home to get prepared for the shoot. Wow. And when they showed, I was like. Oh, Man, you look gorgeous, and it's awesome. <laughs> Ready to go, right on. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. It was great. It was good fun. I mean, the the video shoot was pretty hard. We we shot in an empty uh, what, industry hall kind of thing, and it was super cold. I think it was like yeah, like like zero degrees uh, Celsius, which is like freezing point, and it was so cold. And we were shooting for ten hours, and I mean, you, you see how we were dressed, you know, like with. 
uh, no long <laughs> sleeves and stuff, you know, and, and the girls and the cheerleader outfit. That, it was freezing fucking cold. <laughs> dope. No, dope. Yeah, well, yeah. we had a little fun. Right on, right on, yeah. Um, with... Okay, you also mentioned, like, I'm sure that Carpenter's not listening to brutal death metal, and I'm sure he's not, but, um, like, your sound... Okay, it's kind of been compared to like the Swedish death metal sound. I guess I think, and I'm not a musician, but do you guys use the the HM2 pedal? Yeah, kind of. Um, so the, the the Swedish death metal sound definitely is is the blueprint for our guitar sound, which is the signature element of this genre. And um, we started off with the original HM2 pedal uh, back in the days. Um, and on the last record, on the Harvest, we used a different pedal from from a boutique or pedal uh, uh, constructor here in, Ber in Berlin, in Germany. It's called KMA Audio, and the pedal is called Wurm. And we used that on the last record. And on this record, um, Yuri, the other guitarist, he went back to the original Boss HM2, and I switched over to the Cleartone Grindstein pedal, which also does this... Um, chainsaw guitar sound um and uh, uh but a, but it also a bunch of other stuff and i absolutely love that pedal and those two pedals combined uh in the production sounded so well together we thought, thought okay this is the right way to go we mix those two sounds and um it's gonna be amazingly brutal Right on, right on. Yeah, I'm up here, here in Canada. Like, Entombed and Dismember, they kind of get all the credit for uh, establishing that sound, but there's yeah. a Canadian death metal band up here called Slaughter, the original Slaughter, and they actually predate that sound. Or really? Entombed sound, yeah. If you want to go and find, just look up, like, the Canadian death metal band slaughter the okay. this the strapato album okay <laughs> and, and they and they and they had like a, a musical output before entombed just showed up with that sound yep oh crazy yeah, yeah. Are, are, and do you do you know if entombed were aware of that band at that time um I'm not going to say that they they said okay this sounds good let's let's take it but I'm I'm pretty sure because like Chuck Chuck from Death was um, before before Slaughter put anything out. Chuck was in the band for for about a, for a couple weeks, shall we say, right right <laughs> before starting Death and all that. So within the underground, the Canadian Slaughter definitely you know has its cult following. So I'm sure okay. you know the guys from Entombed and Dismember and all that like well, we're aware of them. But like I said, I'm not going to say wow they ripped off Slaughter like. You know, yeah. Whatever. I mean, even if I mean, it, it, let's let's not call it a rip off. Let let's call it like being inspired by. Right. Right. Yeah. That sounds much better. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Okay. Well, speaking of inspirations, then what were some of the bands that made you want to do this? Well, of course, the Canadian Slaughter. Oh, right. There we are. To show up with that sound. Seriously. Of course, um, Entombed, Dismember, you know, the, all this uh, Swedish kind of stuff uh, that had this and uh, chainsaw tones uh, back in the 90s. And um, But we have also, like, other inspiration. Of course, 
Yeah, a, a lot of the European death metal, like um, Asphyx, um, Gorefest, uh, um, Bolt Thrower, whatever, Grave, At The Gates, uh, I'm, I don't know, you, you name Unleashed. There's tons of stuff, but also like a little, some, some of the American stuff, uh, Morbid Angel, Cannibal Corpse, you know, stuff like that. So basically, I mean, like when you're, when you're in a band, somehow everything that you listen to is or influences the music that you play. Because w- when I write riffs, I can clearly say afterwards, okay, I was listening to those bands in that period of time when I wrote those riffs because somehow, yeah, you cannot avoid getting influenced by that. So we have a lot of stuff in our songs from several bands, but we always try to give it that Swedish touch to just stay true to what the band was meant to be. Right on, right on. And finally, I know you're probably a busy guy today doing everything, but hailing from Germany, like, I'm, I'm an old man, okay? I've been around for quite a while now. I know, I, I remember the Accepts and the Scorpions and all that, and they're still around killing it and all that. And they were they were like Elvis back in the eighties. Are they still like the rock gods in Germany? Mm. Well, I think probably not uh, like they used to be back in the eighties and nineties when we had when they had their absolute peak. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I can only speak for myself, you know, I cannot speak for everybody else here because I know that a lot of people make fun of the Scorpions, you know, and think they're like a goofy, whatever, awkward band uh, just because of Wind of Change and all that. But I personally, I absolutely love the Scorpions and I think their legacy is absolutely untouchable. Of course, they at, at, at a certain point, they somehow lost track and... I don't know, made made a little weird stuff that couldn't hold up to to the early stuff. But you know, when you're talking about the early Scorpions records, they're just stellar. It's it's crazy good. I mean, the Blackout album, whatever, you know, it's mm-hmm. just amazing. Or the Love Drive. I absolutely adore the Love Drive record. I mean, it's great. And they're crazy good musicians and stuff. Klaus Mein is an insanely good singer. And... Um, I really love that band. Except is a is a fantastic band too, um, but I really think that they were best when they had like Udo Dirk Schneider as a singer, and they made some of the most influential and classic metal records coming from Germany back in the days. Um, they're still making good records, but I think it's not like on that level anymore. But I mean, who does that? You know, after such a long time. Mm-hmm. And and also it's maybe it's maybe it's not the band maybe it's me you know because I'm listening to it at a different age and when you're a teenager in music in touches you on a different level than it does when you're grown up and I think for me it's it I think it's hard to discover a new record that I love as much as the music that I discovered when I was between I don't know 13 and 20 or something. And finally, you mentioned a streaming show. Maybe we'll wrap this up with maybe giving some information as to the wise 
and where wherefore is just everything so people can check this out yeah okay so um we're playing this uh live stream record release show on april 18th um from the knus in hamburg one of our favorite clubs here and um you can buy tickets uh in our online shop uh, with like bundles of uh um vinyl and cds and stuff like that or you can also buy single tickets at ticks for gigs um, the link is on our facebook profile and um and everywhere and um i think it's it costs 10 euros or something and we we're just setting up the show so we try to uh, make a little bit more than just us going on stage and and playing uh, an hour of songs uh, we also try to get some other entertaining elements in there just um, to make it like something special because this is the first streaming show that we play. We haven't played any streaming shows last year. We just didn't want to do it uh, because we always thought that like playing death metal in an empty club is eh, kind of awkward. And um, But for this record, we think, yeah, it's it's just different you know and we changed our opinion and we think okay let's let's do this and let's try to make it a cool experience for us and the fans and let's try to make it something that we can celebrate together even if it's just online um but yeah hopefully so a, a lot of people tune in and um and have a good time
Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. There are only three good things you need in life. Sex, beer, and pure rock radio.
There is some classic Metal Blade stuff uh, right there. Remember the mighty eviction, the world is hours away. That is the track marching off to war. And before that, um, you're, you, you would remember Lizzie Borden. Yes. She took an ax. <laughs> yes. Yes. But that same Lizzie Borden, you know, that like was just killing it in the eighties. Okay. They're still around. They're pun, still pun intended. Pre- yeah. Pun intended, <laughs> Lizzie yeah. Borden killing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, Lizzie Borden. Oh, They're good. still around. Last year, Metal Blade released their uh, Best of Lizzie Borden Volume 2 from said record. That was There Will Be Blood Tonight, which that is a total Lizzie Borden song title. Okay, <laughs> you know, they always had like it, it's not like they were like brutal death metal and you saw, mm-hmm. you know, them with blood and guts a la Impaler or, you know, some brutal black metal or something like that. But they, they always had just enough of the dark side, just just a little twist of demented you know, to their song titles and all that. And I think that was one of Lizzie Borden's um, strengths. For sure, for sure. And so, of course, that's... Sorry? Well, I was just thinking, like, you know how we, we always have these bands that end up, like, being... paying homage to older bands and, and you know, they kind of, like, like, bonded by blood, right? That's an mm-hmm. Exodus album. So, like, obviously there's, like, a nod there. I can't believe we haven't had some, you know, young band call themselves 40 Wax. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because that'd Actually, be that'd be a great that, throwback. It def it definitely would. And and that would make a good record label name too. W A S. Oh yeah. <laughs> Copyright radioactive metal. Uh-huh. That's right. That's right. <laughs> patent pending. Patent pending. Uh, yeah, yeah. What we've had um, copywritten and patent pending for many years now is our indie spotlight. We're always on the lookout for fresh new talent. Check out this Indie Spotlight. Going to the beautiful city of Montreal, Montreal, which oh, just oh, just just saying the city title now, it just kind of bum, bums me out how oh, couldn't get to the Quebec Death Fest, you know, in 2020 just because of the whole Corona crap and all that. And it's still kind of up in the air. If there's going to be one in 2021, because Montreal has such a wicked, wicked metal scene, they produce their fair of wicked talent over the years. And not only just great thrash bands, great hard rock bands, great metal bands, but all sorts Every sort of aggressive music that you could think of has made its way out of Montreal. I want to introduce everyone to Valfreya. Really cool band. They're 
last record, couple years old now, Promised Land, kind of kind of came across my desk again for the first time because they had just released a video for that song called Warlords. And I gave it a spin, got, got reacquainted sort of with this band because I kind of had a vague idea of exactly who they are and what they were doing. And if you like your folk metal... Okay, if you like your, you know, your Winter Suns or your Corpiclanis and Sephirum bands like that. Basically, if you like your metal, you know, mixed in with um, with the violin, playing that whole folkish sound. And I know you're you're a musician. You dig all sorts of, you know, musicianship and various different ideas. I think you might dig Valfreya. So without further ado, we're going to drop said track from the Promised Land record. In tonight's Indie Spotlight, this is Valfreya with Warlords.
www.facebook.com slash valfreya.metal valfreya being v-a-l-f-r-e-y-a or just go to their website valfreyaofficial.com to get all of that metallic goodness well my friend i think it's just about time to bring this uh crazy train into the station because i got a handful of records that i just want to kick back pour a couple more drinks put the headphones on and then stare into nothingness a fistful of vinyl (laughs) a fistful of vinyl that's right that's right so how can people get a hold of us well dear listeners check us out facebook.com slash rad metal Instagram at radmetal666. I'm going to tell you right now, you should probably press pause, go to at radmetal666 on Instagram, subscribe, follow us, whatever the kids are calling it, because you can keep up with everything that's going on. Um, I just posted last week's uh, episode where we talked about like the Godzilla stuff, shirts that I got, posted those tonight to go with the episode because you know our episodes drop on a Friday. And you can see all the things we were talking about, right? So Snowman's got the book out, you know, that that WKRP book. I'm just rambling right now. And the Ramones record. So follow us there. It's a great place. Same handle gets you to Twitter, but I really don't remember the last time we've actually sent a tweet. Mm-hmm. Um, I really can't. Yeah, I can't. But then if you want to do like the email thing, radmetal666 at gmail.com. Um, check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, any place you find your podcasts. And then thanks to the wonderful folks at the Shining Wizards Network. Shining Wizards. Damn it. Why can't I say that tonight? Shiningwizardsnetwork.com. We are on Spotify. So look for the Shining Wizards on Spotify. You'll find us there with them. And you should take a minute and listen to the stuff that's on Shining Wizards. Because not only is there this other crazy Canadian wrestling podcast mm-hmm. where one of the hosts is uh, Ducky and a guy that sounds like Snowy. Um, Very close to him, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you're going to find all kinds of great things out there with the Shining Wizards podcast. And um, it's just, they're just great guys, right? Just absolutely mm-hmm. fun, fun people. It's a great time. So check them out. And then, of course, last but not least, you can hear us first every Thursday night, purerockradio.net. And I believe that's everything except for, let's say that, you know, you would like to write a letter. You know, maybe you, you've been watching, like me this week, you've been watching Hail, Hail, Rock and Roll, and you think you're going to write a little letter and send it to your local DJ. Well, that DJ is Mr. Snowy White, mm-hmm. and if you send us your address through one of those social media things that we talked about or the email or whatever, we'll get it to Snowy, and you guys can just exchange letters, just like the old days. Mm-hmm. Back in the old days of the pen bangers in the back oh, of Metal so Forces magazine. So dirty. Uh, and then Every later on, later on, Metal Maniacs kind of kept up that. And I had ads, you know, to do all that in both those magazines and all that way back in the day. The the glorious letter letter writing days and the tape trading days, the, the demo trading days and all that. It's just like, oh, 
you can't you can't get that you know from a file share you know you, you can't, really can't man you can't you know what my my last handful of experiences at the record shops man like you can't you can't get that from an mp3 or on spotify or whatever you crazy kids listen to your music these days so shout out to everyone that keeps the old school alive even like comics and toys though right because you know we were talking about going to that comics expo last week you can buy Mm. anything online but it doesn't replace the feeling of like discovering it right like you're at the show and you're surprised like i was talking about like those fake record albums like i know i could buy all this stuff online there's probably not a single piece of art that i saw there that i can't buy on the internet but just that feeling when you see it in person and you're like, oh my goodness. And then you talk to the artist and you guys, you know, you find out you have the same sense of humor. You share stories. Like the guy that sold me the Godzilla stuff. Like we were trading Godzilla stories left and right. And and he's sitting there looking at my son because my son's correcting his dates on movies. And he'd be like, well, yeah, this came in 63. And my son's like, no, 62. And, and he looks at him. I'm like... Trust me, he's right. I don't know how he's right, but I know he's right. <laughs> I don't know how he knows this, you know. But it's it's just yeah. one of those things, man. Like, you, you can't replace that, you know, that personal contact, right? And that's why record shops are so important. That's why comic shops are so important. And, and it's probably why, like, other retail has fallen by the wayside, but, like, the good record shops, like, think about it, like, Tower Records is is gone, right? Mm-hmm. But Tower Records, when it left, wasn't what Tower Records was when it started, if that makes any sense to anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, because when Tower Records started, that that was the cool local record shop. Like, these are people that are just insane about music and all that sort of stuff. But that's not what it grew into. It grew into a big corporation with no soul, you know? And mm-hmm. not saying that every corporation is soulless, but once you get too far away from the customer you start losing why you do business and you know like communities will keep things alive i guess that's right i'm getting at this that's the c word community yeah dude when you said the c word i'm like oh shit he's not (laughs) i'm way too tired for this apparently tonight bad ideas here to get us on out of here in the spirit of the new end seeker record last year as well courtesy from a metal blade records the swedish death metal band like i think that's how it's pronounced l-i-k okay they're like, they've they've got like a, li- I don't know. I, I, yeah i don't know all i know is they're a really awesome band and last year their anthrop anthropotic breed record just it killed it we're gonna go out on the track dk in the meantime and in between time that's it this has been a heat seeking episode of radioactive metal i'm story white this is aaron signing off